Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Hey, well, welcome again to Coast Vineyard, uh, whether you're on your own, with your family, or with a, a little gathering, a home gathering around you. It's wonderful to be with you. If we haven't met, my name's Stanley, uh, one of the pastors here on the team at Coast, and it's a privilege to uh, just share around God's Word for a, for a few moments uh, today. I'm going to very much continue on uh, in the series of Back on Track. Uh, Jacinda last week was talking about the idea of focus and combating those distractions that we have within our lives to reorientate and focus ourselves back on, get on God to help us to get back on track, this calling, this invitation in this season to get back on track uh, with God individually, but also as a community and corporately together. Before we go there though, uh, let's pray eh? as we dive in. Father, we just pause to invite you in again. Come Holy Spirit and speak to us, I pray. Lord, as we focus around your word, would you enliven it to our hearts, open us up to receive something afresh of you this day. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen. Well, I must admit that as I, as I look at that image of the, you know, the wagon on the tracks, couple of people, uh, this back on track imagery that we've been using the last couple of weeks, one of the thoughts that comes to mind is that phrase, fallen off the wagon. <laughs> uh, so, hey, no looking around the room, no elbow jabs, you know, look at me, look at me. Some of you know what I'm talking about though, eh? You know, have you ever found yourself sort of fallen off the wagon, so to speak, in an area in your life? You're like, Stanley, mate, back on track. I'm not even on the wagon. And kind of joking aside, you know, uh, one, of the, one of the beautiful invitations uh, that's within this season, but just in general with God, is if you find yourself in that place of really having fallen off the wagon in some part of your life, this gracious, merciful calling back that God does to us. And, and usually it involves this beautiful biblical word called repentance, which is not heavy and oppressive. Uh, it's gracious and full of the mercy of God, this wonderful opportunity that we have to be able to come humbly to God, turn and walk back towards him seeking that reconciliation, that repentance with God and, and maybe at times with others around us. If you find yourself off the wagon, so to speak, perhaps that's part of the invitation to you to getting back on track is that starting point of repentance. And with, with that in mind and this overarching theme that we have over these last few weeks of being called back on track, I want to look today at this particular verse and a few verses before it that comes in Matthew 6. It's quite a well-known verse, and, and what I'd actually like to try and do today anyway is to walk us backwards uh, a little bit, uh, go back to front, so to speak. So let's start 
with this key verse that comes as a climax to this particular passage within Matthew 6. Jesus speaking uh, to a crowd of people that are around him, and he says this in verse 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Or in the message version, it says, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provisions. Don't worry about missing out. You'll find all your everyday human concerns will be met. Or in the New Living Translation, seek the kingdom of God above all else. Live righteously and he will give you everything that you need. And really, that's the, the main message of today. Spoiler alert. Seek first the kingdom of God. If we want to get back on track, seek first the kingdom of God. And all of these things will work themselves out. I, I, I'm not sure about you, but I know that for me, when I have found myself off track, when I've taken that time to humbly come before God and to seek to get his perspective again, to get back on track with him. It's not that those things, the, the, the concerns that I've had around me have necessarily magically disappeared or gone away, but there is something in that process where my perspective of those things does indeed shift and they become less of a concern to me. And it's like this invitation to to come back to God, to seek first the kingdom of God and let God kind of look after those other things in our life, those things that really do concern us. And so this is a good sort of moment for us to take our first little step back within this passage. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things what are all these things that this verse is talking about? And what are the themes that come out strong within those verses that come before it? So in Matthew 6, 25, first step back, it says this in this little section of, of text. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? I find it really uh, reassuring that Jesus speaks into some of those very core, uh, very normal, very natural, very everyday concerns that we often have within our lives. You know, here, worrying about the food that we're going to put on the table or the food that we're going to eat. Man, I, I remember... Uh, launching a business and having that very real concern, you know, I've got a family to feed, uh, I've got you know, food to put on the table. Yet this invitation, seek first. And there is this very clear theme that comes and really hits us between the eyes as we read through uh, this passage relating to worry. You know, he, he goes on uh, from there, he uses two illustrations about the birds of the air uh, that have plenty to eat and the flowers of the field that are more stunningly beautiful uh, than Solomon in all his splendor. Here one day, 
and gone the next, yet God cares for them. He's making the point that God looks after them and that you are so much more valuable to God than those flowers or those birds. Then in verse 30, if that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? You're more valuable to him than those things. Verse 31, so do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But, here it is, verse 33, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Ain't that the truth? Seeking first the kingdom of God is not about, you know, God's demanding requirement of you or some sort of magic get-rich-quick scheme. Instead, it's part of this invitation not to worry, <laughs> to live free from the worries that so easily entangle, distract, and snare us, the distractions that try to take the focus off of God and onto these things that are around us. Does that sound good? A life with less worry? <laughs> I think that sounds pretty good. And it's important to realize in here that Jesus isn't downplaying those concerns. He's not, he's not downplaying those, those kind of core needs that we have within our lives. And it's also not sort of some invitation to a, a miserly, sort of uh, pitiful existence that God wants us to live in. He's just saying, look to me first and let me look after those things that you are concerned about. I wonder what those things are for you. Those things that keep you awake at night. Those things that concern you and cause you to worry. I wonder what those things are. Later on, be good thing to explore and to talk about with the people around you or to reflect on more personally for yourself. Seek first the kingdom of God, the things of God. He cares so much for you. He wants to look after those basic needs within your life. You might have noticed in that little uh, section of passage that we just stepped back to, that it starts in verse 25 with the word, with the word therefore. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life. Therefore refers to what has just gone before it. So again, this is a good opportunity to take another step back within this passage, passage to look at what Jesus is talking about. In verses uh, 19 to 24, it's all about treasures in heaven 
rather than on earth, about putting emphasis in not into accumulating the things on earth, the stuff that we sometimes get fooled into thinking will make us happy, the, uh, you know, the car, the house, I know not in you know, biblical times, but you, you get what I mean, the things, the toys, the, the stuff of life, but rather to put the effort into the things that have eternal significance, the relationships around us, the, the way that we live our life. And now within these verses, you really can't get away from the idea that Jesus is referring to the way that we spend our money. It is of importance to him. And there's this really uh, challenging verse, if we let it be, in the middle of that section of text as we are stepping our way back. In verse 21, it says, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Ever bought a shiny new thing and found your heart going to it? Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The way that we focus on money, the, the earning it, the spending it, it's important to God. Would we choose to focus on him or money? It, it even goes on to just spell it out. You know, you, you can't serve both. Uh, verse 24 of Matthew 6, No one can serve two masters. Either you'll hate the one and love the other, or you'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And it's this word mammon uh, for money in there, which is more like uh, the God of money uh, as opposed to the physical currency. It's kind of like we might say the almighty dollar. You know, it's this God-like context or ascribing to that we might give it within our language and our thoughts. And how many know that is a very real challenge that most of us face on a daily basis. So much of our lives is orientated around the earning and the spending of money. And that's why it's so important that Jesus speaks into it. God is saying, if you want to live without worry, if you want to be free from that, seek first the kingdom of God. Don't worry about the things, the stuff, the concerns of life. Put God first and let God take care of the rest. Ascribe our trust and our faith in him. And that fits quite nicely within our final little step back as we look at this verse in Matthew 6.33, because it fits within the context of one of Jesus' most famous sermons, the Sermon on the Mount. And really at the heart of that sermon is this invitation to live differently, to live different to the way that the world would advertise happiness, to live different from what we can see just in the society around us. Let there be something different about our lives, this upside-down way of living that God invites us into that leads us into true happiness and fulfillment and contentment, into the good life, as Matt referred to a couple of weeks ago. Uh, N.T. Wright uh, sums up this passage really well, as he, as he does so often. 
When he told his followers not to worry about tomorrow, we must assume he led them by example. He wasn't always looking ahead anxiously, making the present moment count only because of what might come next. No, he seems to have had the skill of living totally in the present, giving attention totally to the present task, celebrating the goodness of God here and now. If that's not a recipe for happiness, I don't know what is. Beautifully put, eh? That recipe for happiness, being content in the now, seeking God in the present moment. A simple encouragement for us today is to seek God first with our focus, with our time, with our resources, with our life rhythms, to look first to God rather than to those things around us. Seek first the kingdom of God to help us get back on track. In a moment, we're going to have uh, some questions to spark a bit of discussion and reflection come up on the screen as we've been doing lately. I encourage you to, to, to do that, to reflect on those or to discuss with those people around you and just allow God to continue to uh, explore together uh, this topic of seeking him first and what that might look like within each of our lives. Let's pray, and then I'll let you do that. Holy Spirit, we just so thank you for your challenge and your invitation to us to seek you first. Help us, God, to lift our eyes and our hearts above those concerns around us and put them squarely on to you. Lord, we acknowledge that the life that you are leading us into is good, and so that's the life that we want to walk towards. So lead us. Come Holy Spirit, guide us. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Bless you, my friends. We'll see you again soon. Thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.